0: Jason Shadrick here, and I want to tell you about our brand new podcast, Chasing Friends. Each week, Andy Ellis, Joe Gore, and I will get together with some of the most interesting guitar players around, people like Blake Mills, Vernon Reed, Tommy Emanuel, and many more. We're going to talk about the craft of guitar playing, and our goal is to make you a better guitar player. So head on over to iTunes and Spotify and subscribe today.
1: Hey everybody, this is Perry with Premier Guitar here in Nashville, Tennessee. Today we got Chris from The World is a Beautiful Place and I am No Longer Afraid to Die. One of the longest band names I've ever heard. Yeah, Um, and I thought And You Will Know Us
0: by The Trail of Dead was long when I was in high school. (laughs)
1: That's so funny. Dude, um, this is awesome. I've been looking forward to doing this uh, for anybody that's watching. Chris not only plays in his band, but he also runs Silver Bullet Recording Studios. Um, they've been doing some awesome stuff. You guys just did uh, the new Misery Signals, right?
0: Yes, we just uh, we just mixed that. Uh, I co-mixed that with my studio partner, uh, Greg Thomas, who plays in End.
1: Oh, man. I, I, I love his band so much. If you guys haven't heard End, it's one of the heaviest things I've ever heard. and I, I can't get enough of it. <laughs> not a bad partner to have. Well um let's hop right <laughs> <laughs> let's hop into this cuz I know I've seen you with the um that reverend behind you but I've not seen you yes. with this Telly Deluxe what's this all about is this new
0: Yes so um I picked this up not that long ago because of a post art card band that we recorded from Long Island um last year called Yes Duke and so they were they brought one of these in and I heard them play it through my JMP and I was just like, this is, I need to get this. Like, I felt like I, I like played theirs for a second. and I was like, Oh, this is like what I've been wanting for so long. And like, it has a radius, like a Gibson. Um, but like, I love that it has the humbuckers in it. It's like, and like the fixed bridge. So it's like, it's, it's like a cool combination for me. And, uh, so, you know, it's, I, I got it somewhat recently, and then I switched out the pickups to a Seymour Duncan Nazgul and Sentient, and this has like been the main guitar on our newest record, which um, I'm in the middle of tracking guitars on, and like I shot it out a bunch of, uh, against a bunch of other things that I have, and this has been like the main one, which I'm glad it was because I I put a lot of time into upgrading stuff on it, or like you know, and I was I was really hopeful it would be the the main one, um, so yeah
1: yeah those I love those.
0: yeah, it's been pretty good and I put like stainless steel saddles on it um, which are more like the US ones um, so the string posts don't come up as hard and cut into my hand because um, I the one thing I do like about the two nomadics is that there is like no chance of that so anything I can get close to that I'm like totally fine with. <laughs>
1: yeah man that telly right there has chewed my hands up on many occasions that's something i need to. <laughs> i knew mean, that's something i need to address for sure yeah that's so that's beautiful it looks like in the in this zoom call here that uh is that like a champagne color
0: it's it's kind of like a gold they say shoreline gold which i have a gibson gold top um that this reminds me of it's like it's it's like kind of glittery but not really I, I mean I'm pretty limited in like my like the guitars that I like it's either black or sunburst or I guess gold yeah. so like that's like the three any I guess I have a Gibson that might be out of frame on the zoom call but it it's kind of like a red but it's more it's it's not too far from it's not really a sunburst but it has that kind of a feel a little bit to it like it open like the way the paint opens up so
1: So, when you guys are touring, how many uh, guitar changes are you doing a night? Like, do you, is it a lot of different tunings? Um,
0: so people think we have a lot of tunings, which, which is fair. And I, like, a lot of people ask me, like, they'll be like, oh, like, what tuning are you guys in? Like, expecting me to say, like, oh, we're in Dadgad or, like, something crazy. And honestly, like, I've i've like cut it down pretty hard for a while i was taking two baritones and two normal scale guitars and that really came to a screeching halt with touring in europe and brazil uh because i was like i can't fly with this like two guitars a pedal board and like luggage so um i've been trying to keep it to one guitar and like I was playing this Reverend baritone, like, exclusively live for a while. Um, But I, like, in the past year or two switched to, like, a more normal scale guitar. Because I can use uh, the pitchfork.
1: Oh, yeah. Right on. Yeah.
0: For um, some of my tuning changes. So if I need to drop it to a baritone live, it's, like, totally fine. Because there are some parts in songs where I, I was like, well, I want the access to the, like, higher end of like just like say a normal e guitar but there's a couple parts where i'm like oh like and i i just need i i don't want to miss the baritone feel so if it can drop it down a perfect fourth on here right and just have the blend all the way it like it gets me there because my studio partner greg thomas he he plays an end and they use a pitchfork live and like on their record like a little bit and he got me into using that pedal. I was like really weary, but it like it kind of solved a lot of issues that I had with different um different octave pedals cuz I I had been using like like the Boss whatever the standard Boss octave pedal is that just does octave down and two octaves down. I was using that for a while, but it it never really like quite did it and this is polyphonic, so. Yeah. So, it's I'm mainly using one guitar live actually.
1: Out of curiosity, I've never um, had one of those on my board, but I see them a lot. Was there any um, like latency issues, or does it track really, really well? Is it?
0: It tracks pretty, pretty well. Like I wanted to get the Jigitech drop for a second, but anything I saw, this pitchfork was like w- everything I needed. Like there might you might notice like a very slight delay, but it's like so subtle that like I can live with it.
1: Right, and then the live instead
0: s- of having to switch a whole guitar,
1: right, and live, I'm sure it's not that noticeable if you're pretty loud, right?
0: Yeah, no. It, at that point, it's like you're just like, oh, this is awesome. Like it's like even more full sounding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love it. That's cool. Um, all right, so back to guitars. I guess I, I, I yes. love the, the, the deluxe. But if you guys were gonna go on tour tomorrow, what would you be taking? That that Telly deluxe and the Reverend.
0: I th- honestly yeah at this point it would be like this and if i was going to use a baritone definitely this reverend right um this is like a 26 and a half scale so it feels a little closer like the changeover is less weird because i when i when i started using baritone live like in 2014 i had a jazz master baritone and that's a 30 inch scale so i was going from that i was going between that and um this um my Gibson S1, and it was like night and day. Like, I, I it was really like hard. Yeah. <laughs> Every other song, like, just like, oh, I want a, front, a power chord on one. It's like, my whole hand is just like
1: yeah, stretched. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty dramatic change for one set. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, man. So I'm guessing that has the rail hammers or something, the Joe Nailers?
0: Yes. This, whatever the normal, it's a rail hammer. I don't know if there's like anything beyond that, like, like, like specific model wise but like it's whatever rail hammers it came with it's like sick because it also has i mean reverend has like a base contour switch i love that on these so it's actually really easy to dial it in every night because um, all the rooms react differently and like you know in one room it sounds like my cab is like about to explode it but in another room it might feel like everything's thin so i can like kind of change it out. It's especially helpful if we're playing on backline gear. So like say when we go to Europe, I'm going to get I, I know I'm going to get a cab that I've probably haven't used much before. I'm not used to and you know, even if I get a 5152 head, it's going to feel different. So at least at least I can get I can change some of that variable cuz the bare tones always make the amps react different than like say this. Right.
1: Right, so uh, let's get to, well, I guess we can kind of move to amps, because you mentioned, I know that you have that JMP, but that's more of a studio amp, and you're playing the 5152, right?
0: Yes, yeah, so I got this 5152 um, in 2013 when we were on tour for our our very first LP um, in the summer, and... So I had I I had been like a massive fan of Young Widows for like years, and I was like oh, I was like oh they have it was either a fifty one fifty or a fifty one fifty two that I would see um, them playing with, which coincidentally didn't have the front faceplate. Mine happened to not come with the front faceplate, but then in the middle of our tour we played like Kansas in Kansas I think, and we snuck into an Appleseed Cast show. Uh, we had played across the street. we were sleeping in people's basements, so like. Yeah, the five dollar ten dollar cover seemed like extreme i was like that's an entire meal that's like all my food for the day um but we snuck into the smoker's entrance and the chris um their main guitarist was using a 5150 combo and i was like i didn't realize it at first and i was like I was like oh my god this sounds amazing this is like the best clean sound i've ever heard in my life like what's happening i was like walking back and forth just like trying to see <laughs> like what was behind everybody and i, was, I found i saw like a batter it was like a 5150 combo and i was like really it's just that it's oh wild. my god and the merch guy for one of the bands we were with like the next like a couple days later just by chance was like oh i'm selling mine does anyone want to buy it and i was just like
1: Right here. Sure do, sure do. Yeah, I, uh, if you watch any of my other rig rundowns, you'll know that I'm an absolute nut about the 5150. I think it's a uh, criminally underrated amp, especially those combos, because I think they're like 50 watts or something, right?
0: Yeah, I think they're they're like 60. I So I wa- I listened to a podcast about it. It might have been in a video interview with the guy who designed it. And that one, even, they like changed the design a little bit, but I even want to get one of those. Like, I... I I, I love I love them so much.
1: Man, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you guys, you know, have a huge range of tones. You're playing, you know, pretty distorted stuff, and then sometimes really clean, beautiful stuff. Do you have any trouble with the fifty-one fifty and the clean channel, or no?
0: No, the the issue I get is when I get backline and uh, like when we tour internationally, and then what always happens. And, like, it's fine. It's, like, totally fine. But what happens is there's, like, a confusion between the amp. So I'll say a 5152, but most backline companies have a 5150. So people just see that, and they go, okay, yeah, here, it's... We, we have a million of these. Um, and the clean on that one is really tricky. And I yeah. see why everyone's like, oh, I don't like it. It's really thin. And I I totally agree. But... Um, on the 2 it's better and I like my cleans like slightly dirty anyways. Like, Perfect. It'll give like a little bit more um, decay to like my reverbs or delays. And um, I mean, when I was a kid I I saw Misery Signals like a bunch of times. Coincidentally now I got to work on the mix for one of their rec- for their most recent record but I was always like wow, those cleans are amazing and it was just they weren't using any effects it was just one of these amps. And it was just like The way they Ryan like played into it, their one of their guitarists, and um, yeah, I I mean, I I I I like the 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 main thing is that I can change the effects loop in and out. So like, we have some songs that really need to like cut, like like when it ends or when a part ends, it needs to like be silent. And if I have all my pedals, I'm like doing a tap dance, and there's trails. With this, it's just like a hard cut and nothing. Like everything's just silent.
1: Oh, that's nice. Um,
0: which is which is good. So I, yeah. I don't really experience too much trouble with it because because I'm so there's so many moving parts to like a world is like song and like, the other effects I need to do. If I can keep my brain into just there's three settings we have clean crunch and channel three. If I'm going like I really need like a massive part to just feel really full and maybe fuzzy or just overly just dis- over the top. That's like, that's about where my brain stops on that, and it's and the rest is just like, okay, I need to combine
1: these reverbs and these delays and... Right. It- <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good way to compartmentalize and not get confused, you know, on stage, because it, it can be really, really tricky, especially if you're dealing with, you know, a lot of modulation effects, which it, you know, I've, I've seen you use a ton of different effects and just looking behind you I can see the rainbow machine and the Mel Nine and all kinds of rad stuff. Yeah. But, uh, so, how do you decide what goes on your board? Does it change every tour or cuz you you know, you got a studio, you got gear everywhere.
0: Yeah. So, it is always kind of shifting, I guess, but as I'm as I'm looking at it, I'm like gauging like how long have you been here? <laughs> at, at my pedals down here. Um, but there's a few that have like remained the same. Through the years um so i always have a volume pedal cool so it's a morally like the active volume it's like the mini because i i only have a pedal train two right now so like anything i can use to save space is like amazing and i'll have uh, like yeah so like uh, and then i'll have uh the polytune like the mini tuner like i you know that's helpful and then Okay, so what has been on my board since 2014, like every single tour has been the PS5, the Super Shifter.
1: Love that pedal.
0: Um, Yeah, it's sick. I I used to bring a whammy pedal on tour and it's huge. So anyways, to save space, (laughs) I got this, but I use I use the tremolo arm function on the slowest setting for like big like any rise that I can, and I'll I'll plug it in right now. Sure. Um, and then there's the flutter function, which is like a wild. It's kind of like a chorus. Um, but I'll I'll just plug in that right now because that has like remained in there for years like there's no question about that
1: yeah i'm so huge fan of that pedal and you're right like the whammies are all huge and i've actually broken several of them so that's always a pain because there's like so many different versions of it and like finding one when you're on tour can be a bit of a pain in the ass but yeah
0: yeah yeah coincidentally like thankfully when i got mine they had switched the power supply to just be a normal like the every like every part of it could go any other pedal it could switch out but i think before that there was some sort of adapter you needed
1: yeah it was like a proprietary thing yeah almost like the old line six pedals and stuff yeah that's always, always kind of a pain yeah
0: which i used to have a dl4 and um i love it and we have one behind this stack that i have used on our record but it's so big that like, I just need to, <laughs> any that. way to compact my pedal board is like, but um yeah, so so super shifter, always there. So I can do like, uh, throw in a couple effects here. Like I'll use this to transition some parts. So like, I'll, I'll let the decay of like the reverb kind of go. So like the rise will, So, it kind of, um, it's just like a weird thing, or if I'm in like really spacey, clean stuff, I can. Yeah. Just like odd. Anything to make it strange, because I grew up worshipping like Terra Malos and stuff, so like.
1: Yeah, I Reinhardt's mean, it's the man. All
0: freaky effects. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Dude, Nick's pedal board gives me a goddamn headache. That thing is... <laughs> stupid. I love it. Yeah. Man. I, I, love I it. Yeah.
0: Anytime someone's like complained about my board and they're like, this is too crazy. There's too much. And I'm like, well, have you seen photos of that?
1: This <laughs> <laughs> is like um, a self-aware spaceship with like three different sections and shit. It's crazy. Um, yeah. That, yeah. that, that shifter. I love that thing. It, it, I, I got one when I was a kid cause I was obsessed with the Deftones and it has that, it does that digital bath, like that weird. Like the digital artifacts thing, and I love it. Yeah, that's a great pedal.
0: I have been in a very big Deftones um, phase again. Like I, I, I mean, I. One one of the first CDs I got was around the fur, but oh. like even lately, I've just been diving back in, because the the guitar production is so so like, so massive that while doing guitars for a a new record of ours, I was just like, what are like, over the top guitar. Um, records right and like they do they do a, as, so much with you know one or two guitarists right um, like chino will play sometimes but
1: so I, I don't know if you've like if you've dived into it at all but what were they doing just was that like 30 guitar tracks because you're right those, maybe those, the, those walls it was like a wall of sound thing that they just really murdered. It was so good.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's a lot of guitar tracks, but I think because I watched one of like Rick Beato's videos about them, and there was a synth as well. But there's no way they aren't there's no way they aren't doing more than like a few guitar tracks. Like that's like um, definitely like wall sound on guitars, but I think they do like layer in like some synths with oh. stuff. Just just like basic, but it's like. Maybe chorused out, so it just feels like everything's kind of
1: moving. The last time I saw them, it Um, almost felt like they had a like a double tracker or something, because it was just so big. It was incredible. I would
0: believe that, because I mean, even Failure, one of my favorite bands of all time. I have a Failure chess piece. (laughs) No way. Um, Yeah, it's like a Failure and cave in. Like, like,
1: dude, you gotta send me a picture. (laughs) I gotta send that to Ken Andrews. He'll shit. He'll love that.
0: I'll yeah i'll send i'll send it i i (laughs) awkwardly met him i awkwardly met him at a festival once uh at at, uh wrecking ball in 2015 and i was like i it was like goofy but he's literally like my favorite recording and mixing engineer and i was just like i loved all your projects and i named off his even his like solo stuff and i think he was like whoa what like this guy (laughs) guy remembers these (laughs) yeah so uh, he was he was really nice but um Yeah, like, another one of my favorite bands, and great guitar production, and, um, yeah, I think, I saw that they were using a doubler live, Mm. in the, like, yeah, moral of a story here, I think they use a doubler live.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) if you're doing a three-piece and it sounds that damn good, there's a lot going on, you know? Plus, I mean, Ken is a a mad genius with his Axe Effect setups and stuff, I think he actually kind of advises them on a lot of shit, because he's so involved but yeah that that dude is amazing i think i i think i gave him the creeps a little bit the first time i met him because i'm just so obsessed with not only failure i mean i've always loved failure but like even his production like what he did with those that he mixed the last citizen record and it was like i remember the first time i heard it i'm like why does this sound so good and look oh ken andrews yeah <laughs> it's
0: like yep yeah course. he did yeah. uh paramore self-titled that was that 2013 or so
1: like a perfect sounding album you know
0: yeah I still listen back to that if I'm like, oh, like, what's an ideal drum sound? Okay, how does the record hit in? Okay, first song.
1: Dude, <laughs> the drums on that record are just ugh. ugh I love it, dude. I run yeah. I still <laughs> I still run to that album sometimes just because it's it's fun. it's fun. It's fun it's a fun listen and it sounds so damn good. Yeah. Well right on, all right, so sorry, yeah. we got sidetracked being dorky dudes there for a yes. minute. Uh, what else is on your board?
0: Okay, so um for like the past couple years I've had the Strymon timeline. Mm. It's plugged in right now, otherwise I'd pull it up. I' pretty much came back from a tour and I needed a new delay, like I needed, (laughs) but, um, I, I was like, I just need something extra. And so I went to like a Sam Ash and I was like, I'm not going to buy the timeline. I was like, this is ridiculous. There's no way I'm going to buy the timeline. And the kid working was like, you're going to want the timeline. I was like, I'm not going to, I don't need the timeline. Let me try out everything. And after i tried like six or seven pedals i was like can i try out the timeline (laughs) and he's like yeah and i I plugged it in and i i did played around with a couple settings and i was like i'm buying it like this is i and i usually don't like pedals with too much stuff but like whatever's going on like i can stumble my i can stumble into a cool sound pretty easily and i've made like a couple presets like i made um i made a swell preset which for years, I was die hard. Like, for some reason, I was very opposed to the Ebo and, um, like auto swell stuff. I don't know why. I was just really like, I can do this all with a volume pedal or anything. Like, I, I don't need these tricks. But, um,. It's a simple it's a simple thing but it's so helpful live that i have less things to worry about because usually i have to worry about my foot going up and down and then i have to jump to get other stuff that this like one switch i was like all right amazing
1: right so yeah.
0: that's been on there um and the avalanche run since i got it in 2017 i haven't done a tour without it it's like my main reverb and delay on our new record I everything like that thing is sick like it can go hundred percent wet on the reverb so I can I can make like total just like washes like So yeah. which which like seems like a simple thing but I've tried it with the holy grail always fed back I've tried it with so many other things and it they get too extreme like the high end doesn't get too crazy.
1: Yeah, a lot of those pedals have a tendency to get away from you if you're not careful, you know. Uh But yeah, I mean that's the perfect pedal for that kind of explosions in the sky sound and stuff. Love that.
0: Yeah, and then um the other like main thing that I've always had for the past probably four or so years, probably about since it came out was the is the MXR. I think it's the M three hundred reverb. It's the it's the only compact size reverb that they have, but modulation reverb on that i just have it on one setting and it's like always there if i have like a clean part like cuz i like to stack these things so even though i'll have the reverb and delay on the avalanche run then i have the MXR reverb and they're all kind of just like going into each other um because now we only play with two guitars live i need to like i need to fill it out and have as much decay within mm-hmm. reason um but I just love anything that sounds like outer space, so it makes it a little, little a little more, like, a little weirder than just, here's my one reverb.
1: Right, right. You know, kind of thing. I, 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 I'm of the mindset that you can never have enough reverbs and delays. <laughs> I love that stuff.
0: If I, if I had a bigger pedal board, <laughs> there'd probably be a couple more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right on. So those are kind of permanent fixtures on your board. Um, out of curiosity, I know that when you're touring, like you know, Europe and South America and stuff. When you're backlining, do you ever carry like a dirt box just in case they can only give you something like a twin reverb or something? You know.
0: Always, yes, yeah. because um, I always bring a couple dirt pedals, and um, almost always I'll bring a. I have a ZVEX box of rock that I bought when I first joined World Is. I was just touring with a twin reverb, and I was like. I I mean I still love that but I I've changed my amp and everything but that's still a pedal I love it's still one of it's one of my favorite overdrives of all time because I can have an awesome boost and overdrive together save space on the pedal board and then the the, the I'll bring another dirt pedal but it's always kind of like a variable of what one it is um I I brought this on a the last time we were in Europe, it was—it's the Deep Space Red Ghost. Um, they sent me that right before we left for a tour in Europe, and it's more of a fuzz. But I, it worked out because the last time we were in Europe, I only had it. They gave me a JCM 900 and a 5151, so I didn't really have the channel switching stuff. I didn't really get a foot switch when I was there, so I was able for like instead of using say channel three on the 5150. I could like throw this in, and it was like something crazier.
1: Yeah, than yeah. Than a normal. Yeah, I mean, those amps are both killer, but they're kind of one-trick ponies without a way to switch. You know, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> with the two, with the two, I can switch my effects loop on and off, and I can switch between all the channels. I think on the normal fifty-one fifty, it's kind of you're more limited. I don't think I can foot switch the effects loop. There's something different yeah. about it and I, I I don't remember the exact thing.
1: I haven't had the original in years and years and years, but I don't remember being able to turn on and off the effects loop. So yeah. Yeah, th- I
0: think I think that might be what it
1: is. Right on. Right on. Okay, what else you got on there?
0: Um I also have um the Walrus Audio Monument which for years, I've been searching for a trem, and I've been through so many tremolos. And a couple years ago, they had like a Black Friday sale or something, and I was just like, "This is one. I, this is the one I've wanted." And immediately, like, I got it in, and I used it on a record um, for a band from Richmond, slash like Ohio, um, called The Weekdays. And I, like, I got the pedal in, took it out of the box, and we just used it. And now it's. I, I used it on. Um, we did a sunny day real estate cover that came out a couple months ago, and I used it on a bunch of layers because. Here, I'll, I'll show. There's like the harmonic mode's my favorite because it's a little. It's a little weirder than a, a normal choppy tremolo, but. Um... I like that i can um make it super it's 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 like choppy enough but it adds like a weird the 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 harmonic stuff
1: um, the harmonic
0: mode adds a weird element
1: i was hearing some cool undertones in that for sure
0: yeah yeah it it, it's something it's like strange but i i mean even if i if i do like a normal like if i want it to sound like a normal clean thing like
1: um (laughs)
0: do that too but i I like to get i like to make it like kind of like it's it's almost like chopping all the way but it's like not quite
1: yeah that's cool very very cool
0: um and then i mean the last one that i'll always i've i've had like the past few years is the tc electronic ditto x4 i believe it's the larger one um i don't have it hooked up right now because with with tracking i haven't needed it for like the main rhythm stuff but i'll use that i'll I'll, like combine that with the avalanche run like all the way wet and i just make a drone that'll just extend out and there's an auto like decay on that looper so all i have to do to start a song is i hit the auto decay and i start the song i don't have to worry about like bending over to because i do like to change the volume on it i don't like to just cut it unless the song is like just gonna immediately hit in Um, so at least with that, it sounds a little more natural to me
1: for sure. Um,
0: but yeah, that's like, that's all I usually tour with. But in the studio, it's like a mess of (laughs) anything possible.
1: Yeah. I mean, we could probably talk for 18 hours about just the pedals on that wall behind you. That looks so cool. Um, yeah, which, yeah, I'll mention, I'll mention one more
0: in there. Yeah. Like. I won't play through it just yet, but someone gave me this and I don't want to forget mentioning it. Someone gave me this on a tour a few years ago and I'll see if I can like get it closer, but it's, um, it's a reverb and delay. It's like a space echo, but it's the custom made it. It's a one of one. And it says the world is a beautiful place and you'll never go to space, which is a reference from a song. You'll never go to space on our first LP. And, uh, it's a modulated uh, delay and reverb, and it's just tailored to. It's has our name on it and everything. So um, that just which like uh, one of the
1: wildest things was, is I've that, ever received. Is that fan a pedal builder or was like what's the deal with that?
0: So so he started a company called XCC Noise Machines, and I, I don't know if they do much anymore. My girlfriend it's like uh, my girlfriend's coworker, his brother does build pedals for on his in his spare time and is like a graphic designer, so he designed everything. he gave me a little pamphlet for it that's um, so cool
1: yeah that's that's got to be one of those things that you don't really want to take on the road though because it's one of a kind that's so cool yeah
0: yeah i i i i like I have yet to use it on our record, but like I have to find a spot for it
1: It's right. like a ritual almost. <laughs> That rules, I love that that's making it on your music. That's, so, what a thoughtful, that's, every, <laughs> everybody needs fans like that. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, oh, yeah. well, um, before I let you go, let's. Uh, what about uh, strings and gauges? All right, so. Oh, nice, you're have, prepared.
0: I'm prepared, I've watched these. <laughs> um, so for my baritone, of the Ernie Ball uh, baritone slinky, and then we have the, just the power slinky, which I moved to like in the past year or two. I used to use 12s, but the unwound G is like a little extreme for I, me. It, yeah,
1: that's, a, it's a, it's, a, it's tricky.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, and, I, I, I've been using those.
1: Cool, that's great. And then picks, are, are you using an Ebo ever? Because I... I've listened, I do I, I was going to say, I think I've heard Ebo like in some of your tracks before. I'm, well, at least it sounds like a soundstone or an Ebo or something.
0: Yeah, I do use an Ebo. I only got one a few years ago, but when I got one, I played it, and I was like, "Oh, this is I've been missing this the whole time. I, why did I not Why did I not do this?
1: Yeah, they're pretty awesome.: <laughs> Yeah. Well, right on Christmas: um, yeah. I really appreciate you taking uh, the time to do this with us. Uh, I'm stoked to hear the new record. Do you guys have an approximation of when it might come out?
0: Um, I mean, we're trying to finish the tracking before the end of the year, but, you know, with it, with everything going on, it's like any any tours, all the tours we had, we were supposed to be in Europe, like, three different times this year. It's all pushed to next year. But Socks. fingers fingers crossed it's in time for, like, Arc Tangent next year and stuff like that.
1: Well, Right on, dude. Well, uh... I can't wait for things to open back up. Maybe we can do uh, uh, revisit this rig rundown when you guys uh, <laughs> when you guys play live because that would be great. Hell yeah! All right, cool. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, guys, for watching. Uh, stay tuned for more rig rundowns, riff rundowns, all that fun stuff. You know where to find it. Later.